Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. Today's episode is a conversation between Rebecca and her partner at Squeegee Press, Jerry McLaughlin. It was recorded while they were teaching together in Italy earlier this month. Their topic is the workshop video that they produced and which is currently available through their website. Please stay tuned at the end of the podcast for a special coupon code that you can use to purchase the video at 15% off the list price and visit www.squeegeepress.com for more details about the video. And now here's their conversation. Hello and welcome to the Messy Studio Italy edition. I'm here with Jerry McLaughlin in Andrezzo in uh, Italy, northern Italy, near Lake Como, and we've been teaching a workshop here uh, for the past two weeks. We had an intro one, and now we're in the middle of an advanced workshop. And so we're taking this opportunity to talk about a project dear to our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Many many of you know that we've um, spent the last two years um, producing an instructional, an instructional video, and it's basically all the content that we would share in a five-day workshop, and um, it's a huge project. Uh, and like the book that we also wrote together, um, it was something new for us. It was not anything we'd done before. I mean, we're basically two artists, and um, yeah, we teach, and we have a business together, and we've written a book, and that's all really good, but we didn't have much idea of what we were getting into no. <laughs> at the beginning with the video. So we thought it would be interesting to share some background and stories about, about how it went. So welcome, Jerry. Thanks, Rebecca. Um, and this idea of doing something with a video had been floating around from the very be- beginning of when we started working together as a way to reach out to people who, say, couldn't come to a workshop or um, it could teach in ways that it's hard to do in a book. You know, when you're actually watching somebody do something, it's a very different experience. And um, so this was something Ross and I had talked about early on, Jerry and I had talked about early on, but it, the book um, took precedence, obviously. And when the idea of the video came around and seemed like a reality, I have to admit I had some resistance to it. <laughs> Uh, as uh, as I sometimes do with these things. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was, um, you know, a resistance to being on camera, I suppose, as much as anything, and just the hugeness of the project. And um, and I, I do want to credit Ross for, for supporting me in doing it. He, he knew that it would be important, and he helped me see its importance um, early on. And so... And he and, and Don, my husband, just were very supportive about, you need to do this, go for it. So um, that vision was important and helped me see that this was the way to go. And, and Jerry, on the other hand, was pretty pretty into it from the beginning, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, a natural extension of the book um, for the reasons that you said. You know, uh, there's a lot of information in a book that that that's the right format for it. You can reference it and read it, and that's the way to to get that information. But conveying some of the stuff, a fair amount of the stuff we do artistically, is really hard in words. And you mentioned some people can't come to a workshop for a variety of reasons. And I think even for people who can come to a workshop, 
you know, we cover a lot of material in a workshop and mm-hmm. we ask people to do a lot. And then when they go, there's just a lot of things that are going to just, you know, go through that, that filter of our mind and then they don't come back. And this is a way for people to, to come back and reference it in the same way they can go back to a book and reference something. Right. They can go back to this and reference it again and again with layered and deeper meaning as it goes. Right. And, you know, our, our idea really was that if possible, if someone has the book, takes a workshop uh, and what, and owns the video, watches the video that they really, it's, it's a, a multi-level experience that things will really truly take. And we've heard this from various people that the combination of all of them is, is really good. And yeah. At the same time, any one of them can stand alone. So yeah. it's um, it just seemed to be the, the thing we needed to complete the picture somehow. Yeah, I think teaching, you know, bringing this kind of, of, of experience and creativity to people, it's important to us. And this is yeah. a way to bring it to a larger audience in a, in a more meaningful way, I think. Yeah. So... Um, so we, yes, so we decided we're going to do this. And in the beginning, I don't think we thought it was, we probably had a smaller idea, just as with the book. I yes. Mean, we, we started the book. We thought, well, you know, maybe 200 pages at the most. I don't know. what we, Right. We were Way very, less. We were very low key at the beginning. And then, and then it grew. And the same thing with the video. So it wasn't long before it seemed that we would need professional production company as opposed to trying to do it ourselves because we we want a professional product and we wanted that and recognize that in order to learn to do it ourselves it would be a huge project and we we really wanted it to be more than just um uh the kind of videos that are shown on youtube and so on that are you know, one, one camera angle and so on. And, and, you know, just really, we just didn't know how to edit or any of that stuff. I mean, it's oh. like, okay, the pros can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, just like uh, painting is a certain kind of skill. Making a video is a very highly skilled endeavor. And in order for that quality to be really what we strive for between the two of us and in our company, it made perfect sense um, that we hire somebody who knows how to do this. And yeah, and, and I, I think the book established a certain professionalism for Squeegee Press, for our company, and so we wanted to just keep that going. And we're really happy with how it turned out, and and it, it did turn out to be much, much longer than we expected. Yes. Um, so we had originally scheduled three days, which would be filming uh, with this production company, um, Crush Picks, in the Bay Area, and we were going to be in Jerry's studio for three days, and for some reason believed that three days was enough to film all this. And even though we were very organized, and we had prepped all the panels for the demos, we had everything laid out on tables, we had everything labeled, we had help, we had, you know, it seemed like, okay, click, 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 we're just going to go through this. Well, <laughs> you know, at some point it was like, no, we're going to need to schedule more time with this. Yeah. And it just takes a lot of time to set up the lights and, you know. I mean, to give people some perspective, you know, it was the two of us doing the, the, you know, 
in front of the camera portion, alternating back and forth. But we also had three people from the production company, three cameras, microphones, lights, and then at various times, a production assistant, which is usually my husband. So we have six people in a room doing this. It's, it's a big endeavor. Yes, and terrifying, I have to add. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is spooky to be in front of a camera, yes. <laughs> I mean, the first day, you were on camera the whole day, and I was, I was um, what, the one of us who wasn't on camera would be having, we wrote a script for this, by the way. Yeah, 70,000 so words. 70,000 So we had the script, and the one who wasn't on camera would be holding the script and kind of making sure that... Um, the other person was on track with it. And it's not that we memorized the script, but that every few sentences we would look at the script and then right. look at the camera, et cetera. Right. Um, we're not actors, you know, but we did the best we could with that. But uh, the whole first day, by the time they set everything up and started, it was just Jerry and I was sitting there all day long, really, really nervous about my turn coming up, <laughs> <laughs> which was I had to go through another whole sleepless night or whatever, <laughs> uh, worrying about this. And, and really, once, once it started, it was okay. I mean, it becomes just a job and a, um, you know, your focus is on doing the best thing you can and trying not to imagine how many people would be watching it. And, and it, I, I definitely relaxed after yeah. after I got going. Yeah. But the anticipation was pretty awful. <laughs> it is, and it's you know it, it. We teach frequently, and I don't think either of us has any anxiety about standing no. in front of a workshop of people. But there's a a kind of um, a, an expectation when you're in front of a camera that you are direct, succinct, that you don't waste a lot of time or words. And when you're in front of a, a live workshop, you can be much more casual and candid. And if you forget something, you can just bring it back in later. Uh, right. But people don't want that in a video. In a video, you need to get to it and, and not forget things and get it done in an efficient manner. And that feels like a lot of pressure when you're standing it in front of that camera. Pressure. And then, you know, I think, but I think on the other hand, in order to relax, I would imagine that I was just teaching a workshop mm -hmm. because then I know that mode, you know, I know how to do that. So. Yeah. That helped me to to relax, and at the same time, though, yes, trying to stay totally on track. And so the other thing that was, it was, well, the whole thing was interesting, but one of the things that was interesting about being on that end of things, where you're the one being filmed, was how, how many takes there are, and how much uh, focus, timed out to focus cameras, and shift lights, and all those things. So a simple action of say, picking up paint on the palette and putting it on the panel would involve several um, focusing episodes where they'd say, okay, put your hand over the palette. We're going to focus on that. Okay, now, you know, go over to the, um, go start applying the paint. we got to focus on that. And these would be separate things before any filming is done. And then, yeah. okay, now do the action. And then they would film it. Yeah, there's all these stops. Like stops in, in a workshop, stops. you just go through it and do oh, it. And no. this is like stop and start, stop and, and start, so, stop and start. 
I mean, I thought it really gave me an appreciation for what goes on in making a film. Oh, my God. How many takes there are and how many pauses and how many adjustments. And, oh, your nose is a little shiny. Let's put some powder on it or whatever. The light's too bright. Light's too dim. (laughs) I mean, and but I have to say, the production company was very, they were so on target. They were so detail-oriented. And that's what really helped make it the way it is, which is very professional-looking. and they would not hesitate to do something over yeah. if it wasn't quite right. And they yeah. never they never complained, even if we said, Well, we didn't we forgot something or we have to do that again. They were just always so patient and yeah. so it was really it was a good collaborative effort with that team. And yeah. so as I mentioned, the first session was three days and then we realized, okay, we we really have to do more. We, we haven't got through the whole thing. So then we scheduled another two days that was several months later and managed to get through it. Yeah. And I, I just I, I want to, there's something that people may or may not be able to appreciate from the videos. And I think probably don't because our editing team was so good is filming in my studio is not an easy endeavor. The light changes all the time mm-hmm. as the day progresses and that has to be dealt with. And I, my studio is in an industrial area. So people are dumping trash in bins. There are trains going by right as you get a really good take almost (laughs) done. A train would come by and blare its horn and the whole take has to be redone. And it, it, it's just amazing the number of takes and stops and starts, not even because of us, but because of environmental things that you can't anticipate. Yeah. At one point there was something uh, there was, they were emptying the dumpster. Oh my God. Yes. The <laughs> it was beep, beep, beep. Yeah, yeah. And the wood hitting the metal. It's just like, <laughs> oh my God, is this ever going to stop? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, we allowed some of that in the video. Yeah, it's part had, of the obvious. Yeah. We kind of had to. Yeah. But it's, it's not overwhelming. No. I think there's a few times when you could faintly hear a train in the background. Yeah. But it was funny. They kept saying, okay, up, train coming. Right. You know, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was interesting. And they were very long days, too. They wanted to start at 7 in the morning. Yeah. And we would do, I don't know, 10, 11, 12-hour days. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. With not much break. So it was it was hard to keep up the energy at times. And, um, and so um, Jerry's husband, Mike, is an actor. And so he was helpful, too, to say, oh, yeah. kind of give us warm-up exercises. and Even for our voices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he would, you know... I don't know, a couple times he had us do stretches or something, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's exhausting. Um, yeah. And, but we made it through. Yeah. The other, <laughs> the other thing I think I want to, that it was a little unanticipated for me is just like in a movie or a TV show, you don't film in order. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, we, we teach workshops in a very specific order and that's how, that's how our minds kind of work. Yes. But you go back and forth depending on what's the most convenient for where the cameras are, where the demos are. So everything is like this jumble of erratic stuff that's going to be put together in the editing room, but you don't see it that way. It seems like, God, we are all over the place with this. And Uh then it comes together in the editing room in this seamless way, like it does in a movie or on television. Mm -hmm. Very different than real life. Yeah, Yeah. no kidding. I mean, it was... uh... Yeah, if we were using a certain table for something, yeah. then we would do everything at that table that we right. were going to do, and, right. or if we were at the easel or whatever. Yeah. And um, so it was it was very interesting. Yes. I'd say it was it was a huge 
thing. It was much more involved than either of us would have imagined, oh, yeah. I think. And we just we just did what we were told, basically. Pretty much, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, And, you know, at the same time, this is all going on, we're trying to look at the script, make sure everything is right, tweaking certain things. Um, I know there was one night during the second session when we'd been filming all day and I was so eager to just call it a day. And you said something like, well, you realize we have to rewrite this part of the script tonight. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. And you're like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I did not want to do that. But we were, we did. We were up till like midnight and then yes. filming again at seven in the morning. So yeah. it was pretty grueling. But yeah. the, the, so the video ended up being close to seven hours. And yes. there's a couple of long sections in it. And um, we each have a PowerPoint that's in the video. And that was a lot of work. It was, we yes. Each, we each created a PowerPoint for the video that, um, you know, involves a lot of images and making sure everything's in the right order. And, and that it, those were big projects. Yeah. And there's also segments, pretty long segments, where you and I paint... Uh, beginning to end a painting yeah. and we did this without commentary yeah. for various reasons which we'll explain and um, for me I I had to do this painting in two or three days yeah. right because yeah. I was I was in the Bay Area right before the video and, and you filmed part of it and um, David filmed David from Crush Picks filmed part when you did yours, it was more spread out because you could film yourself there. Right? Which was actually... Or Mike did. Yeah, no, I filmed myself, which was really challenging because <laughs> while I, I couldn't just focus on painting, I had to constantly be thinking about whether the camera angle was oh, right, yeah. whether the focus was right. And then there was always this part of me that, like this little part of my head that was the filmer and it was hard for me to really get into the painting process mm -hmm. because I always had to be thinking about the camera how long I had it been running? Is mm. what I'm showing here valuable? Because mm -hmm. it was just me in the studio. And then there's this pressure of painting with a camera oh, looking at no you, uh, which feels not oh, very good, yeah, frankly. It doesn't what, feel good. That's what was hard for me, even though I didn't have to think about the camera, but I had a very limited time. And mm -hmm. this is a, a 40 inch by 30 mm -hmm. inch painting. So yeah. I wanted it to be big so that, you know, it would be both our paintings are big in the video yeah. so that people can really see them. Um, and we went back and forth about whether to put music yeah. with the painting, but in the end, we just felt it was somewhat distracting if it didn't happen to be your taste, or it was just hard to figure that out. Right. And and then we had this idea, well, what about silence? Because um, I personally usually paint in silence. I know a lot of people do. <clears throat> and we thought, well, if you wanted music with it, you could... Yeah, play whatever. your own music. Yeah, whatever while feels you good to you. Yeah. Um, and so, in the end, that seemed like a reasonable thing to do, and yeah. I, I like the idea. Uh, we have had people say, "Well, why didn't you make comments about it?" And we've discussed this because um, we were not trying to explain what we were doing. We both paint very intuitively, yeah. and even to do a voiceover about it later we would not necessarily remember the decisions or things that we were making at the time. No. So it'd be very hard to do it in the process and very hard to do it later. Yeah. Because we just, you and I paint similarly. We just get into a flow. And, um, and then there was another reason where we just felt that the viewer 
would learn more or get more out of it by just simply observing. Yeah, I agree that, that there's, I, I, that process, I think we both agree is something that people have to discover for themselves, how that it's very individual. Mm-hmm. And what we're just trying to show is the kind of iterations and freeness that we go through in compositions and layering and things like that, not to teach people how we do it, but just to give a window into what happens as we move through a painting. Mm-hmm. I think the how is very, very individual. Very you individual. have to find that for yourself. Absolutely. And I think there's enough information all through the video about why you would do something at a certain time. What te- technique would you use? How How is this technique effective? And, and this sort of thing. Yeah, the, those specific paintings that was in the moment. Yeah. And that's the way it always is. Yes. And so, but we did want to include them because very often in workshops, it is part of the workshop. People will ask us, ask to watch us painting or um, we complete smaller paintings during the workshop and people can see how the various layers build up and what, what happens. So, but even there, we're not explaining everything. We're just painting and people watch. No. Um, It's, it's just uh, that mental process is too different from the, from the intuitive um, painting way. So, um, and and a couple of people have said that that, you know, is among their favorite part of the video is just mm -hmm. to see that transformation. Cause you know, it's about 40 to 50 minutes somewhere in there, but that's hours and hours of painting condensed down to 40 or 50 minutes. It's not a 40, 50 minute painting. It's, you know, yeah. We we resisted the, uh, the idea of like the speeded up version. Um, and that, you know, kind of brings up the whole topic of editing because we didn't, we did not do the actual editing of the video, but we saw, we approved, we, looked at everything oh over and over. Over and over and over again. And and there were things, because our script was long, and there were, you know, it was difficult, I think, for the producers to follow the sequence exactly. Yeah. And we tried to make, make it clear. But at the same time, the people filming us and dealing with us are not artists. And no. They didn't, and, and so it was all new to them. Yes. So we might be watching some edited portion and say, wait, what's that doing there? Or... Yeah. Something and then we we added a lot of um, the subtitles and, yeah. and things that weren't necessarily in the script to make it more clear. Uh, bullet points yeah. throughout we had to devise those and there was just a lot of going the, the over mu- the and music. over. The music the music is by my nephew David Kroll. Yes, who very generously uh, said we could use certain pieces in the in the video and so that fades in and out at different times. And yeah, I mean, when I think of those months and months and months of going through each section, it was so much work. And again, um, David Ronan of Crush Picks was was really patient with all this because we'd say, "Well, we just want this one little tweak." You know? oh, and 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 in the and in a converse way, when we got the initial, when we would get these initial edited clips. I was shocked at how well oh, he God. put these together. From yes. these disparate, you know, we like day one and day five would end up being in the same cut. And he just like, he saw that and, and, and yeah. knew when to move back and forth between our hands and our face he and the so easel well. without any direction from us. It was really amazing. And then there were, there were certain things that he added in that were, oh, 
I mean, there was some information from Gamblin yeah. at one point that he just went online, got it, put it in, yeah. got their permission, etc., yeah. without even telling us, and there it is, and it's perfect. It's perfect. So Better than we would have. He, he was done. so yeah. good. So yeah. good. Thank you, David Ronan. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that went on for a long, long time. <laughs> and just a long, long time is 600 plus hours of editing time. That's uh-huh. how much editing time they did. That doesn't count the time that we had to review it. That's their actual time sitting in front of an <laughs> editing screen, splicing and adjusting all of this stuff. It's an enormous, you know. Yeah, so the, it's, I guess what we're trying to do is convey that this is, was a huge project. Yes. And it, it ended up being yeah. very long. And, and really, I believe, captures the essence of a workshop. Oh my gosh. It it's goes like on what, for days. <laughs> it's like watching, it's the first time I ever got a sense of what it would, it would be like to be a, a participant in one of our workshops. Oh. You just like watch yourself do what you do. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is like me like doing a workshop. <laughs> it is you. It, is. <laughs> it seems almost unreal. Like this is what it must look like if I was sitting on the other side of me, which it is. <laughs> there is that very weird thing of watching yourself yes, on totally. camera. Absolutely. It is yeah. really odd. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're, so we're really happy with it. And yeah. we just, we just wanted to share some of the background of it because, uh, it was, it was a big portion of our life for, how long did that go on? Two years? Two years, yes. Two years from the very first uh, beginnings of it and throwing ideas around to to the final thing. So, enormous project, and we finally get this thing together. And our people, our, our followers, our people eager to purchase our pre-orders, they're all eagerly awaiting this um, video. And of course, again, because many things are new, there were a few glitches that we had to deal with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> including the fact that it just took much more time than oh we gosh. thought. Yeah. And we appreciate everyone's patience in waiting for this thing. Um, but uh, yeah, Jerry, why don't you just uh, mention a little bit about that? Yeah. It, you know, when you're doing it, you're very focused on the video itself. But in the background, we have to constantly be thinking about how are we going to get this thing out into the world? And um, it's there are a lot of options. And then at the same time, there aren't a lot of options. And the digital download, which is the way we envisioned it, that was a lot easier. But you still have to have a content provider, a place to store it, a way that people can access it. Um but then, you know, we do realize that there are people who may not be able to deal with that volume of downloaded material. But the reality for right now is that DVDs have gone away and there really is no hard copy replacement for those. There, there just isn't. Uh, it's going away. And so we just we had to ask ourselves, what are we going to do? And we talked about DVDs, but then we thought so many people don't even have a DVD player. Right. Like, I don't even have one in my home. I wouldn't even be able to watch new, it. New computers don't have one. Yeah, they have a slot. And so what we opted for was a USB drive. But what people need to understand about that is USBs were never meant to be a medium for video content. There just is no medium right now out there for that. So we tried to find a way to do that. And we wanted to keep the menu function and all of this stuff. And that was a real challenge. It, it was, just, it yeah. just, it, it almost doesn't exist. And then getting those, 
produced, you know, it's actual production. You have to physically make them. It's not just a video. You have to make them. And, you know, we had some glitches with that, that the, one of the files got corrupted in the, mm-hmm. in the manufacturing process and we didn't know it until they went out. And, you know, then <laughs> that we're was like, the final nightmare. Oh my God. We're like, <laughs> they're finally out into the world and people start emailing us. Oh, I can't view this one portion. And we're like, oh my God, this is actually happening. <laughs> There's actually a problem with the video. And so, you know, it got corrected, uh, but it was, it was like, you know, we're so, you you feel like you're right at the end and then you kind of get smacked in the face again with another problem. So we do want to thank everybody for their patience and their, people were so kind in their understanding of it because we, I mean, our hearts just sunk, you know, we felt terrible. The the whole, that whole length of time when things were taking longer than we were hoping and again, we're just, it's all new. Yeah. And even for the production company, for David Ronan, this was a new thing for them. Totally. They, they normally do shorter videos for companies, promotional type things. And by shorter, we mean like three to eight minutes. Exactly. <laughs> this so is seven all, hours. <laughs> this was huge for them. They, they had never done anything like this. And so, you know... There were things on, on their end, I think, that were surprisingly difficult as oh, well. Totally. Oh, and the whole closed caption thing. I oh, mean, yeah, we wanted fun. to do a closed caption version. That was a very big project. So anyway, it is done now. It is yes. out there. It is glitch-free. <laughs> <laughs> as glitch-free as it's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Anything that may have a few little... If you look closely. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, we, we just wanted to share this story, and um, if you're interested in purchasing the video, you can go to our website and um, choose your um, the way you wish to receive it. The USB really is meant for people that cannot download it with ease. Um, you, you have to remember that with a USB, it is something that can be lost or even broken. So yeah. the, most, the best way to do it, really, if you can, is the digital download. Yeah. And... Um, it's available anywhere over yeah. the world. So, yeah. yeah. And you can you know, keep that forever. You can store it in the cloud mm-hmm. or wherever you want, yeah. and it goes wherever you go. All right. Well, thank you, Jerry, for joining me in this conversation, and thanks, everybody, for listening. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Ross again with the coupon code I promised you at the start of the podcast. To receive a 15% discount off the list price of either the digital download or USB drive version of the workshop video, please use the code MESSYSTUDIO, one word, all caps, at checkout. Well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com as well as www.rebeccacroll.com and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.